When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Yo, it's Wednesday, the 27th of October, and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. What a show. What a show. We had the breakdown. The Black Caps v Pakistan. They lost by five wickets. We had our one and only Baz, Skip McCullum, to break that down. We didn't have to go anywhere because we were lucky here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We got the legend, Brendan McCullum, to break it all down, and he was outstanding, giving us some insights. It's not all doom and gloom for the Black Caps. They're up against a quality Pakistan side playing in their own conditions. It's conditions they are very, very used to. So they'll be back. India, a couple of days' time. Looking forward to that. We also had Joe Murray. Joe Murray is the head coach for the Swamp Foxes in Thames Valley. They're undefeated throughout the Heartland Championship. And Joe Murray joined us, and he was on the farm. Heard the cows mooing in the background. Doesn't get more Kiwi than that. Joe Murray, he's outstanding. This week as well, they're playing... And some charity jerseys, and you can purchase those on the Thames Valley Rugby website. You can go on to a live auction that's going to happen this weekend. Make sure you go and support Thames Valley as they raise money. It's also 100 years of Thames Valley Rugby. Cool. we got Lee Thinnis coming up. Going to chat to Lee Thinnis about the 2012-2000 Guineas win on Sacred Falls. Yesterday we had Ricky May on Terror to Love, and the other, on Monday we had Noel Harris riding Eva Swindell. So that's been a great show. We've enjoyed your Texas. Thanks for your support. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. New 23 Sport, the fragrance by Shane Warne. New and exclusive at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's Wednesday the 27th of October. And it's just after 6.30 in the morning here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. What a call, lads. What a call. Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott. Great call. Energy, flow of emotions, the ups and downs felt every moment as Pakistan beat the Black Caps over in Sharjah and UAE by five wickets, chasing it with ease. But um, we're going to break that down early in this morning's show. We've got a very special guest today to break down and review that game, and we don't have to go too far because how lucky are we on the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast Show and SCNZ? We've got the man himself, Baz Skip McCullum. 
He'll break that down just after 7 o'clock. Looking forward. He's looking nice and handsome on my camera right here. I can see him today. <laughs> the jawline's well and truly chiselled. The hat's backwards. Easy He's boy. smooth Easy and is nice. Big room in Auckland there. He's very happy with his room. Look forward to chatting to my mate later in the show. Great to see your face, brother. Um, coming up, we're going to chat some Heartland Rugby as well. We've got Joe Murray. He is the head coach of the Swamp Foxes, Thames Valley. They're celebrating 100 years of rugby this year, so it'd be good to chat to them. They're undefeated throughout the Heartland Championship as well. So looking forward to chatting to Joe Murray, the head coach of the Swamp Foxes, Thames Valley. And then we're going to keep up the, the tradition and the countdown to New Zealand Cup Week. Yesterday, we celebrated Ricky May and Terra to Love. Today, we celebrate Leith Innes in the 2012 2000 Guineas win on Sacred Falls. So we've got a good show for you this morning. Like always, keep those texts coming through, Double eight, double three. Give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line, 0800-150-811. And just want to congratulate the boys again, Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott. A few texts coming through on the text line for those boys. What a call. Thanks for your energy, the flow of emotions throughout that game. We're going to break it down throughout the morning, but I'm going to cross over to my good mate, the star of the show, really. It's great to have him back. Bears McCullum in Auckland. He's got his kit. He's ready to go. How are you, brother? The star of the show. There's only one star of this show right now, my brother, and that is you. You were on fire. <laughs> as Smitty said yesterday, what about the growth of you as a broadcaster in the last six weeks? <laughs> oh, oh, it's fabulous. Know. It's fabulous. Mate, that was outstanding, eh? We were both obviously waiting uh, in the wings for, um, for our show to start, but listening to both Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott, the passion and, and the, the professionalism of that call, too, was absolutely superb. And yeah. how lucky are we on SNZ that we get to cover the Black Caps over in the T20 World Cup? And look, we will go into it later on, um, a lot deeper sort of dive into it. Um, but first impressions, not too bad. Okay, Those conditions mm. don't suit the Black Caps. On the surface, they'll clearly be disappointed that they weren't able to win. Um, but that's a red hot Pakistan side playing in favourable conditions. And that toss was also important. So. Not all bad for New Zealand. few injuries and concerns, yep. but um, you know we'll, we'll dive a bit deeper into it later on. But, gee, the crowd looked electric as well. And How good is it, mate, just to see crowds back and, and the passion of oh. supporters? We talked a little bit about it yesterday, you know, like with even racing, just how, how jockeys and even horses respond to the crowds on the track. Mm. And it's no different to, obviously, rugby players and, and cricketers. And it was great to see some crowds back over there in, in Sharjah. But, mate, you had a busy day yesterday, didn't you? I, was, I just noticed a little, <laughs> on your little Instagram, I noticed just oh. just the boy had been busy. Plenty of mahi down there in, in a hoka way. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, mate. Bit of country clued up, Bears. Bit of country clued <laughs> up. Like we've, you know, with the broken leg, I've, I've been slack around the house. I've been milking it. Let's be honest. I've been on my little scooter, wandering around. Everyone else has been doing the house, uh, house jobs, house chores. Look, I had a little uh, bit of grass that I had to um, uh, irrigate just on the, uh, on the right hand side of the driveway. So what happened is, I did the left hand driveway and I did the grass, the big lawn, and. Um, when they put the driveway in, they elevated it up, so I kind of had to level it out. Otherwise, there was a big drop-off onto the grass, and it just looked out of place. So I had to re-level this, the dirt, so I uh, got I didn't actually do it, but my mate leveled it out. And then on the other side, I planted cherry blossom trees. I didn't oh. plant them again. Someone else planted them. <laughs> so they planted some cherry blossom trees, and then I just had, we had to irrigate yesterday. So yesterday I had a big day, a big day on my feet. 
I was rolling around with my moon boot, um, just getting in the way, really. I had a couple of lads from PGG Wrightson's coming down and helping me out. They were awesome, just just give me a real good hand. Uh, so we just hydro-seeded around the got the areas that needed to be um, grassed. So hydro-seeds are um, freaking amazing, isn't it? So you just you mix all these combinations of uh, you know uh, fertiliser. Uh, I've got fescue grass, so I've got fescue grass, which is like pretty much every the grass that you have on your fairways. So that's oh, kind of what, what, what I want my lawn to look like. <laughs> <laughs> so I want my lawn to be like a little carpet, but like Sharjah over there, you know, just nice and small and looking real good. So I've got fescue, and yeah, I just put some pop-up sprinklers in the lawn, and um, so got the whole whole uh, lawn being irrigated. So it was good. It was good. I just had a big day like, on my feet. So four o'clock, my yard's bigger than Sharjah. Your, your backyard's like three times the size Boy. of the Sharjah cricket ground, so you got you got plenty of seeding to do. But well done, look. You mean the you mean fabulous. the you mean the bank's backyard? You mean the bank's backyard? When I'm not oh. mortgage free like you, Bazza. I'm, I'm not mortgage free, my friend. I bite off more than you can chew, and chew as hard yeah. as you can. They say. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. That's fabulous, mate. We've got a good show coming up today too, eh, bro? Obviously, we'll dive into the we a little bit later on. Hey, what about you, though? What, what, tell us about your little setup, mate. Tell us about your setup, dinner, you know, a little brekkie. What have you got on the menu? Are you, are you happy? Are you shredding? Are you bulking? What are you up to? Right, here's a controversial menu from yesterday, okay? <laughs> Look, salmon's quite a polarising kind of um, fish, right? <laughs> or, or protein. Quite polarising. Now, I like salmon, so that's okay. But I was delivered... So in this quarantine setup, you get, I know every quarantine is different. I've done a few now around the world, about nine I reckon, and and everyone's different. Sometimes you get like a, a vast choice of menu, others you just literally get something dropped at your door. Well, this one here in near the airport in Auckland, um, at the Sudema, if anyone feels like being really generous and dropping off any sort of gifts to the brother. Um, so yesterday morning, I had a little Eggs Benedict with salmon, right? What's, oh, what do they call okay. that? Eggs Florentine, isn't it? That's not eggs. Is it yeah, eggs yeah, eggs, eggs Florentine. Florentine. Yeah, that's, so oh, that's that. eggs Benedict with salmon, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it was quite good. A, a little bit polarising, there was like a pink donut and um, a pink uh, like up-and-go thing on the side, which I'm not sure how old that sort of was, but that's not normally in my <laughs> wheelhouse. But then lunch was okay, like a pulled sort of pork bun thing. And then dinner, they doubled down on the salmon. Doubled down Aye. on it. This time they've gone for like a big salmon fillet. So, look, I, I appreciate the aggression, the aggression that they've taken with the menu and, and they've just gone all in on the salmon. Today's a little different, Scotland salmon, Akaraa salmon. What are we, what are we? Didn't, didn't read that, just salmon. Well, it's got to be, it's got to be New Zealand salmon, surely. I mean, it's a long way from Norway and a long way from, from, <laughs> uh, from Scotland. Surely we've got some New Zealand salmon. Maybe a little bit of, what is it, Akaroa? Akaroa salmon, is that... Yeah, yeah, really good. This. Yeah, yeah, Akaroa. I'm just saying, like, well, our best lamb's exported, so I was just thinking maybe our best salmon's gone too. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true, actually. Our best lamb. I love that touch. Uh, today's a little, uh, what have we got today? Oh, coconut porridge. Let's see. I'm not sure how that's going to go. I've actually got a little bit of um, sushi being delivered at lunchtime, is by uh, Sir oh. Peter Bellas. Um, Chef there, he's going to deliver us a little bit of sushi. So I'm pretty excited about oh that. That's, 
outside of chatting to you is that is the highlight it's not of my what day. you know it's who you know eh? it's not what you know it's who you know he's got his own chef whip it up a little private fine dining for bands for colour oh you're a lucky man mate but it, you know this is how you how you coping in there mate your day two your day two in there and you got your bike in the background yeah you keep insane bud yeah the bike that was good actually um a, a bit of a shout out to New Zealand cricket there they organised uh, a couple of bikes for uh for Flem, who's across the hallway, and, and myself, so just try and keep a little bit sane. Nice. Um, you know, when you've been a professional athlete, is you know what it's like. You like you used to exercise, right? And if you don't get it, you get a bit <laughs> get a bit grumpy. Well, so, I'm going to the I've gym today for the first time in about five months, so I'm back, brother. I'm back. You know, like after this leg, it's oh, it's been terrible. Like, yeah, you got to keep it up. Eh? Is it more for mental for you, bud? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it's um, mm. just because we're so used to it, right? We, we're used to having that kind of um, stimulation, that mental stimulation of, of exercise. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not breaking any records on the bike here, bro. There's no Lance Armstrong or, or uh, although he sort of broke a few records of his own, not just on the bike. Um, but, yeah, I'm sort of just ticking over, uh, hoping that we can get outside and have a little wander around the car park today, but... Had a negative test yesterday, so let's let's hope that um, they're able to get out and about, my brother. But yeah, that's about the extent of my day. And well, the highlights clearly talking to you, but that otherwise the extent of my day is that. But we're going okay, mate. Early starts and and just just ticking by. Got about twelve days to go. So but anyway, that is well, we've got plenty of time to talk about that. What have we got coming up here? We've got the old quizzy dag, haven't we? Quizzy dag coming yep. up very soon yep. here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Hello, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Give us a call to have a crack at the Is Master, the Quiz Master. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is? It's Quizzy Dag, a quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag Oh, 800-150-811 now Give it a go Yes, it's that time of the morning It actually feels really weird when you start at 6.30, I don't know <laughs> Oh, it feels a bit funny. But here, we're straight Lovely. into the quiz. We've only just got online and we're into it, Baz. We're into it. We've got someone from Papakura and that's right next to the airport. So maybe they'll deliver you a bit of sushi Come tomorrow. On, so. We've got Jason. Good morning, Jason. <laughs> morning, Eddie. Morning, Baz. Morning, morning. Morning. Morning, mate. Morning. We'll get into it, eh? We'll rip straight into it, bud. Here we go. Question number one. Who did Afghanistan beat in their T20 World Cup Scotland. opener? Yes, beautiful. Nice and easy, that one. Here we go. Question number two. Who won the Formula One US Grand Prix on Monday? Uh, Max Verstappen. There you go. Beautiful. Question number three. What's the name of the stadium where the All Blacks will play Wales on Sunday? Five, four, Uh, two, one. Oh, Jason. Thanks, Jason, mate. Have a cracking day. We got Christchurch. Tim, how are you, Christchurch? Timmy, 
Good, mate. How are we doing? We're doing well, mate. We're doing well. Good morning. Here we go. Question number three, bud. What's the name of the stadium where the All Blacks will play Wales on Sunday? Five. Uh, Millennium Stadium. Three. Two. No. Sorry. It is another name for it. No, it's, it's the old name. Sorry, bud. Here we go. Question. We've got Davo. Davo. Good morning, Davo. Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Jump the gun. Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. Howdy. Here we go. What's the name of the stadium where the All Blacks will play Wales on Sunday? Uh, is it Principality Stadium? It is. It is Principality Stadium. Well done. Question number four, mate. Kiwi runner Harita Davies broke her own national record in finishing the world's longest foot race yesterday. How many miles is the race? Uh, 100 miles? No, it's not 100 miles. Sorry, Daniel. We've got Davo. Davo, good morning, Davo. All good, mate. All good, brother. How are you? All right? Yeah, good, mate. Good. All good. Here we go. Kiwi runner. Kiwi runner. Harita Davies broke her own national record in finishing the world's longest foot race yesterday. How many miles is the race? Three thousand. Say it again, bud. You just cut out a little bit. 3,100. Yes. Beautiful. Well done. Question number five. To take home the 50 bucks. And Baz will give you a tip later in the show. I'll tell you that. Which U.S. <laughs> Jeez, college the Tall Blacks what are you talking legend about? Kirk Penny attend? <laughs> mate, that's oh, stiff. Can you, can you say that again, please, mate? Oh, I hope I you don't get this one. I heard Baz wailing on. I hope you don't get this one. Good luck. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the Panthers back. I love it. Oh, yeah, got it. Which, which US college the Tall Blacks legend Kirk Penny attend? Uh, Kirk Penny. Four. Yeah, Kirk Penny. Which, which... Uh, Kirk Penny. Virginia. Which US college? Ah, lucky. No, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, brother. <laughs> Love that better. Oh, so good. Dino, good morning, Dean. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Which US college did Tall Blacks legend Kirk Penny attend? Oh, You're quiet, but I think I heard it in the background there. Yell it. Wisconsin? Yeah! Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, Dino. Shot team, bud. Good work, mate. It's all about timing on this show, and you timed it really good. How? <laughs> Wait, stay stay tuned, mate, because Baz will give you a tip later in the show, because Davo was... What did Davo say? Say I couldn't really hear. He broke up. What was he saying, Baz? Oh, he was into me. He was saying that he didn't want my tip. Oh, well, don't take it then. Others will take it and others will get paid. <laughs> anyway, great quiz. That was Quizzy Dag. He is, he is master, the quiz master. And that was Ashley Martin. Not happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point and search Ashley Martin online. Now, this is something I'm looking forward to. It was my debut of hearing this yesterday. What a time it is as well. It is time for Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. 
It's Trudy's world. Joe, could you stop dancing to your song and turn Trudy's mic on? <laughs> He's dancing away and he didn't turn my mic on. That was funny. It really is all about the intro, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, welcome to Hump Day Wednesday. Today, uh, today I thought we would take a look at the top five things to do in MIQ, just for you, Baz. Uh, Thanks, Trudy. Day two of 14. Um, I can see that you've got an exercise bike in the background there it's on the camera, so maybe add a bit of TV jazzercise to that and get some light out. But here's the top five things to do. <laughs> Write a book. Say about a sensational cricket career. Mm, have you got... That. Have you? Yeah, you could um, maybe. Well, should we start with a book title? Thank you, okay. India. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that's a horse. Okay, <laughs> Speaking of horses, make some art. One man used all his meal packaging um, that got delivered to his room to make a man-sized statue of Sky Tower and then sold it online for charity. So we think that you should make a big, using all the packaging from your dinner, lunch, breakfast, make a package of a giant horse, and we can follow it on social. Could you do that for Had us? Some- I've had some which have they've gone about as fast as a cardboard horse as well. <laughs> Tastes like it too. Um, rearrange your hotel room furniture and we'll track it. No, that's wrong, isn't it? We can track your hotel room furniture, like like to a little Baz mini makeover. Um, clear out your luggage. Do you get access to a washing machine when you're there? No, uh, you got you get to put a bag out every three or four days. I think ten items, which isn't really enough, but that's okay. Washing your smalls. Um, and there's a big, big thing that's going off at MIQ. It's um, a virtual ping pong. It's called Ping Pong Fight Club. So you've just got to Google that and get in on the game. It's like an epic sort of challenge and you're, it's a bit of trivia and a bit of tongue-in-cheek banter. and Yeah, so Ping Pong Fight Club. Um, and, t- and from today's Dick of the Week file, a hiker who was lost on a Colorado mountain for about 24 hours ignored calls from rescue crews because he didn't recognise the phone number on his mobile. He's like, oh... <laughs> Don't know who that is. Red phone, call screen. So, yeah, that's today. That's true as well. So what do you guys – tell us what you're up to, Baz, today because you're stuck in, obviously, MIQ. Well, what I was thinking is maybe the X-Cycle could act as a bit of a washing sort of clothes dryer as well. Just hang it sort of, you know, hang your clothes off the handlebars there and, and then you can kill two birds with one stone. Um, I've what else am I going to do? something. Oh, I just pictured something because you're on my camera and you're right there in front of the bike. I could just, I could just picture you doing the show in your lycra on the bike, mate. Like just pull it up. How good's that? You're exercising, you're doing work, you're radio, and and you're you're burning calories while you're you're giving the people what they want. I just picture it, Bez. Is there some purple and gold lycra in that bag somewhere? What what's what, what makes you two think there? that I would have lycra? <laughs> actually, who actually? That's a great question. Double eight, double three. Who out of the SNZ crew is likely to have Lycra? Izzy, Baz, Louie, Trudes, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Karen, for his Grant Elliott, Smitty. Grant Elliott's paying short odds. Smitty! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Staff, Beaver, Curse, what do you reckon, Ricardo? What about Ricardo? Smitty yesterday? Telling me I had wide shoulders. God, he shot some banter. Izzy, <laughs> I think he was meaning because you've been carrying the team. Oh. Yeah, like it was actually no, a compliment, you know? Oh, no, no. <laughs> shoulders down to my pocket. <laughs> We've been doing this show for, what, three months now. And, Louis, 
You've just said that Smitty gives out compliments. I'm not sure Smitty's given out a compliment to us on the <laughs> breakfast never, show. You never, ever take was, out a compliment. He, he nah, was actually pretty don't. good to us, wasn't he? I, I was a wee bit worried when we lost Baz, we lost the backbone, <laughs> that he was going to target <laughs> us. But he was actually pretty kind, which was good to see. You're only lucky because I'm from Hawke's Bay. That's the only reason. I went to school with Jakey Smith, and I went to school with his boys. That's probably the only reason he didn't rip us out. If, we, if I didn't... Oh, mate, I'll see you later. I promise you. I, see you later. I think I think he referred to us as the colouring in while he was the cryptic crossword of SENZ. <laughs> so work out whether that one's a, a compliment or not. But we've got plenty coming up here on Baz and Izzy Breakfast. Stay with us. It is coming up to 7 a.m. Craven at McCafe about now. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, you certainly are, and we're coming off the back of live sport this morning, which is always a bit of a thrill, isn't it, lads? And there's plenty of texts here stacking up, which we're going to get to very, very shortly. We're hoping to catch uh, up with a black cap, but they're going through their uh, post-match debrief just at the second, so we're just working with them. But when we get one, we will pop them on, and you will hear from them first. But give us a call on 0800 150 811, the Kennard's higher phone line. So many questions and, and some great ones posed by Iz and Baz already this morning, of course. All of our World Cup coverage is with PIC insurance brokers, marine specialists, going into bat for you from quote to claim time and resine the paint professionals use. Um, it's a very exciting moment for SENZ boys. We had some live sport this morning coming off the back of it. Does it just give you a little bit of a fizz, Baz? Yeah, definitely. And especially the way that the boys called it. I thought Snake McCarty and T.S. Elliott, I thought they were outstanding in the box. And the energy they bought at that time <laughs> in the morning as well was superb. So, no, really, I was delighted to listen to it, actually, and I had my headphones on, and I was, I was dialed into what they were, what they were uh, calling, and, yeah, it's great, isn't it? We're starting to really make some traction here, eh, yes? Ah, we are. We are, mate. Yeah, I loved it. I was listening to them, and just loving Grant Elliott, and, and you know, Daniel McCarty as well, but Grant Elliott's energy coming in, talking about those moments. I was listening on the cans here, listening to the commentary, but watching the TV, and the TV was a little bit delayed, so I could get an understanding of what was kind of happening uh, 30 seconds before I seen it. But, mate, they were very insightful. And they were right on the money, um, especially Devin Conway's uh, diving catch to his left. That little moment, they were able to live that moment through the airways. And it's special because I seen the text coming through. Someone was driving to Dunedin down south, listening to the commentary, and they were loving it. Loving it, feeling the energy. Felt like they were in the moment, in the stands. So great work from the lads there. Over. What about the energy? What about the energy that Grant Elliott gives the fuckers a man call as well? Every time he gets on, every time he hits the ball or gets near it in the field, you can just hear Grant. He was almost risen from his seat and he's just belting it out. Fuckers a man. Yeah. Small minds. Small minds. Well, this one, ta-ta. Ta-ta. You're gone. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was, that was brilliant as well. Oh, There's a couple of texts here. Uh, is one from Liam. Why do we continue to pick Mitchell as an all-rounder but refuse to bowl him in almost every game? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's actually a really handy bowler. One thing about Daryl Mitchell is, well, not only is he a very gifted player, but he's he's also an incredible fighter, and, and it's probably bred into him mm. um, via his old man, John Mitchell, obviously, former all-black coach, but... He's he's a real he likes to get in the contest, mate. So and and I find that those all rounders they 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 became all rounders because they want to be in the game. And so 
I'm not sure how you do it. Um, it, it is obviously a luxury in the lineup at the moment that he has the ability to bowl. But I'd, I'd just love to see him get in the game, mate. What What would be the um, going into India? And, and now it's a must win. Like it's a must win. It's it's knockout stages right now. If we lose this one, then she's pretty um, tough, tough beat. Especially with uh, Afghanistan and Mitch McLennigan caught it. They're like the dark horse in this. They play a lot in in um, the UAE as well, so they understanding the conditions. And they've got a pretty strong side. But what are the changes that you're hoping to see tactically, Baz, from, from the Black Caps leading into this next game against India and maybe selection-wise? Do they look at bringing, uh, you know, obviously Adam Milne. Uh, they've got Lockett Lock out, Todd Astor on the side. You know, Mark Chapman maybe coming in. Like There's options there with guys that aren't avail weren't available in that game. Selection-wise, tactically-wise, what do they do? Well, I think to me the most obvious one, um, would be to bring Adam Milne in, um, at whose yep. expense, I'm not sure. I, I like the idea in those conditions that you've got Southie, Bolt and Milne, because I think it gives you a right-arm mm. swing bowler, a left-arm swing bowler, oodles of experience, and then the the raw pace of Adam Milne. Plus then you've got the spin of Sodi and Satna, you've got five front-line bowlers, in my opinion. So how you then balance your side is the difficult thing. Um, but just from my experience in those conditions... Um, very recently, I felt that you needed five bowlers in those conditions um, rather than lumping for the extra batsman, which is ag actually against type for me. Um, so I, mm. I wouldn't mind seeing them make that that change. It would mean that someone obviously has to miss out, whether that is yeah. uh, it's going to have to be a, a, a Mitchell. Uh, well, to be fair, I mean, who, who do you go to? I think the locks in, the, in that top order are, are Williamson and Conway and Phillips. And then you've probably got to start to work out um, which one is going to miss from, from the rest of them. So that would be what I'd be looking at. Whether New Zealand do that, I'm not sure, because they have a history as well of being very loyal um, selection-wise, yeah. which I think is also a great thing. Um, and the Gary Stead and Kane Williamson combination is not one to panic. So they'll strip this back and, and they'll make some decisions. And, and if they feel that they were a bit short in one area today, they'll rectify it, rectify it if they don't and they think they just needed the run and they'll be better for that, then then they'll continue with the same side. But their draw is tough. It's going to be very difficult. Mm. So, look, um, there was some, some real positives today, though, to be honest. Um, I thought yeah. Yeah. in those conditions, I had Pakistan as firm favourites. Um, but, you know, New Zealand certainly gave them a, gave them a bit of a shake-up, Is Yeah, nice. Give us a call, 0800-150-811. If you want to chat to Baz or myself about the cricket, Black Caps going down by five wickets against Pakistan. And as Baz said, they are favourites. They play there all the time, so they understand the conditions and everything like that. So keep the Texas coming in as well, double eight, double three for that. Um, <clears throat> the mindset, the mindset. I know, Baz, you're a very uh, aggressive kind of guy with, with how you attack games. You want to, you know, swing and, and, and just hit for the ropes. And the ropes over there over in, in the UAE, they are short. So boundaries and sixes are a reality. You can score runs over there, but the conditions obviously affect that. So the batting lineup, the batting lineup. You got Martin Guptill with Daryl Mitchell, Kane Williams with the first drop, J Jimmy Neesham, James Neesham, Jimmy Neesham at second drop, and then Devin Conway at five. Would you bring Glenn Phillips up, Timmy Sightfoot up? Would you get them up to the top of the order, the big hitters, the power hitters, to give them a chance to get off the ground and get some score and maybe get the momentum of the scoreboard pressure? Because we know how big that is. Scoreboard pressure is very vital. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll bring Seifert up. Um, obviously, I'm a Seifert fan as well. Um, I think 
Uh, he's, he's had a lot of experience in those conditions in the last few months by being over in the IPL. Yes, he didn't play a lot, but he trained a lot in those conditions, faced a lot of um, subcontinent-type bowling. Uh, he's also um, faced a lot of uh, Varun Chakravati, who is, is the mystery spinner who plays for India and with New Zealand playing India next at Dubai. Uh, if he can if he can go okay against the seamers and then he goes into that middle phase against the likes of Chakravarti, he could negotiate that. Um, so I'd to bring him up to the top of the order alongside Guptil. I'd I'd have Williamson at three, I'd have Conway at four, uh, I'd have Phillips at five, and then I'd have a Mitchell or a Nisham at six. That's what I'd lump for. And then I'd try and um, obviously have Satna play that all-rounders role as well at seven, and then you go into your bowlers. So... Um, especially at Dubai where the ball swings. So I'd have a Saudi, a Bolt, a Milne um, and a Sodi in your lineup. So that would be the one I'd lump for. But that's just me. Is You don't know. Yeah, mate. Oh, I love it. Well, you're someone that's been there, done that. You've done it plenty of times, mate. I'm looking at all the rest of the scores in um, West Indies going down against South Africa overnight as well. So That's, that's worth talking two, about mate. soon and as well, mate. That's really worth yeah. talking about because there was the controversy. So what does that do? Nicole. That throws a spanner in the works, mate. Well, the result itself throws a spanner in the works because I had the Windies as one of the favourites, but it also mm. massive spanner in the works. Quinton de Kock um, sat the game out because he refused to um, adhere to the South African board's um, decision that all players would take uh, would would adhere to the Black Lives Matter um, stance, and he refused to do it, and hence has been. Uh, he withdrew wow. from the game. So that's big, big news, and that's something we can maybe chat a little bit more about Holy. later on. Pretty fascinating this day and age for a stance like that, especially coming out of a country like South So he's Africa. gone against Black Lives Matter? Well, he's gone, I think, whether he's gone against Black Lives Matter or he's just gone against the fact that the board were imposing a stance on him, oh. which is quite different. <laughs> How it was interpreted. So making a decision for him. Yeah, but the interpretation of that won't look like that to everyone else. Uh, that's a fascinating thing as well. All right, we're coming up 7.30 in the morning. On the other side of this, we have a black cap on the line. Not totally sure who it is yet, but we'll find out. We'll try and get a few answers from them on how things unfolded today. But for now, it is Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 28 minutes away from 8am. We're about to pin down a black cap or someone from their setup. Hopefully very shortly, good with them to take some time. Just a couple of other stories going on. Um, very well picked up, Baz. This is making some serious waves around the world. Quinton de Kock pulling out of this 2020 match after the sports national body instructed all players to take the knee before every game in the tournament in the UAE. Um, Cricket South Africa made the symbolic act to show opposition to racism compulsory for all its players before the match. It's second of the tournament. Decott hasn't knelt before previous games. So there's that. Cricket South Africa started a probability this year to promote unity and um, reconciliation in the sport. We know the history with South Africa and racism and where the sport, sport, this is not the first time and it won't be the last time that it gets, gets kind of muddled up in the mix of this. But yeah, massive news. Um, South Africa went on to win the match by eight wickets, as you guys just pointed out. Hendricks scored 39. So 
the result immediately not affected, but the ramifications, that will be huge. So I'm looking forward to hearing you guys get into that a little bit later on during the show. And uh, Dillian White wants to fight Tyson Fury next after, well, recovering from a shoulder injury. Shock. <laughs> Dillian White, he's rubbish claims, though, that he pulled out of his fight against Otto Wallen with a faked injury. And just because he wants to fight Tyson Fury next, um, he said, this is a no-brainer. Tyson Fury is considered the best heavyweight ever to fight, fight him or fight somebody who doesn't even know how to speak properly. All he does is cry. Him and his promoter are like crybabies crying. He lost 15,000 pounds on training camp. I spent 10 times the amount of that on training camp. Training camp, 150,000 pound training camp. I would love to know what Dillian White is eating in training camp. Maybe he's got Sir Peter Vella's <laughs> chef in the, in the setup because that is a lot of cash. But, yeah, I don't know who's buying that. It's might not, this is a rubbish fake injury. Um, he gets his fight against Fury next, though, regardless. Baz, were you watching the boxing or following along with the boxing when you were over in the UAE? The Fury-Wilder fight was huge news, mate. We loved it. Do they, do they follow it over there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. Got up early and watched it, and it was just epic fight. I, I love my boxing, and, um, you know, get on well with Joseph Parker. And, and actually, before the 2015 World Cup game against Australia, jumped in the ring for a bit of a promotional thing with um, Joe Parker. And, and, you know, he's a good dude, and he's obviously achieved many things in his career, and he's not finished yet either, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, I loved watching that fight, and... Um, you know, I thought it was just one of the most epic heavyweight fights of all time. I'm guessing that's the, that's what the sentiment was here as well, is? Yeah, mate, 100%. And um, I can understand why Dillian White's throwing the, the shoulder injury, mate. He's going to go get paid. <laughs> that £150,000 is going to turn up into £15 million. Pounds, you know, he's going to fight Tyson Fury for for a title fight, and it's a, it's a no-brainer. And that is the next best fight if we're going to get up to... Alexander Usyk, who has uh, all the other bouts. He's holding all, all the cards at the moment after taking them off Anthony Joshua, and he's going to have to have a rematch against Anthony Joshua. And from all accounts, the, uh, what Alexander Usyk um, proposed, poses to um, Anthony Joshua, it's going to be hard for Anthony Joshua to get it back. He's going to have to come in with a lot more aggression and a different kind of game plan. There's been questions about his trainer, McCracken. Is he the one? Do they need to go in a different direction? Um, but yeah, the heavyweight division is well and truly alive. I love it, it's mate. And I'm hot, like it? you, Baz, that 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 Tyson Fury, <clears throat> and it and it did go cold for a wee while when um, Fury obviously went off on his journey and to rediscover himself and what a story that is in itself. So, nah, it's awesome, mate. I'm looking forward to um, chatting a bit more boxing. And you're right, Joe Parker is an absolute champion, and uh, he he is a good man to to talk. But right now, we're gonna go away. We're gonna come back soon because hopefully. We've got a black cap on the line. We don't know who it is, but whoever it is, we're going to get right into them. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into that performance. No, we're not. We're nice on here in the Baz and Izzy. Back soon. I think we're going inside the camp right now, Baz, and it looks like we've got your old mate Luke Gronky on the line. Wonderful. Hello, Ronks. Hello, Basil. How are you, bro? Good, mate. Give us a little uh, synopsis of that performance, mate. Obviously, the first one of the tournament. Nice to get a few cobwebs out of the way of the lads. Yeah, it always is, mate. I mean, it's, you go from your, your practice games into, into the proper stuff, and there's always those little bits and pieces you want to fine-tune and get better, but 
um, the guys actually did a fantastic job. I think we we played cricket the way we played cricket. We worked really hard, and the surface wasn't a one of those really nice traditional T20 sort of surfs. We went out and like 170, 180, and it's just fours and sixes galore. So um, the batters worked really hard, and our bowlers came in and, and did a fantastic job to to keep that game really, really tight. In the end, I think after Sally coming in at the end there for them, 27 off 12 was all the difference in the game. Yeah, obviously you guys, um, you would have identified this game as going to be quite a difficult start to the tournament, playing a strong Pakistan side and the conditions that they know so well in Sharjah and, um, you know, not too far away in the end. One, a couple of things that sort of stood out for me, I'll be keen to, to hear sort of a little bit more from inside the camp. Daryl Mitchell, we haven't seen him at the top of the order prior to today uh, for you guys. What, what was the rationale around that? Um, I guess from him, he actually, with uh, Saif actually had a little abdominal um, issue coming in when he, um, from the IPL. So then he couldn't play the first warm-up game and, and Daryl would sort of first warm-up game against uh, again. Midlands whacked it around and he came in the next one whacked it around and I guess we were just sort of looking at the, the nature in which he was doing it and, and, uh, and how well he was actually making it look and how easy he was making it look on some, some surfaces that were completely different to what he's used to and what a lot of us are used to um, and it's more that an intent I guess at the top of the order that in this part of the world power plays make a, a massive difference in, in the, the total you can end up with and He's gone out there, and he did it really well again today. He just played some good, strong shots, which um, on these sets you need to. But like I said earlier, you can't go out and just think you're going to hit four and fifty every ball. So he's done. He did really well. I mean, he's, he's put every foot forward and done everything he possibly could to to one put himself up for selection and to come in and do as well as he did. So just moving forward, do you think as well, mate? That um, obviously the balance of your side today, you opted for. Um, the extra, the extra all rounder, I guess you'd call them. Both seem they can both, uh, they can both bowl in the Nisham and and Mitchell. You're heading towards Dubai and you're next against an Indian side, and then and then off to uh, play against Scotland at Dubai as well. A bit more bowler friendly conditions there, or swing bowling conditions. Do you see a change in how you're going to line things up, or you you'll sort of take stock and, and work that out in time? Um, that's one of those things. You, you, you sit back and you sort of look at how things are going. Obviously, we were um, a bit unlucky with Lossy Ferguson getting injured um, and then trying to sort that out and, and get replacement into the, the squad and things like that. So that sort of changed the team we were going to play today. Um, but that's also when you go to a new ground, like you said, you've got to look at it and look at the, I guess the, the stats and data around that and the surface and and be adaptable to what's in front of you. I mean, that's one of the big things coming over here. It's, it is adjusting to the different grounds and surfaces and making sure that everyone understands that. It's, it's, there are going to be changes at time depending on what you're playing on, so be prepared for that. All right, we're talking a batting coach from the Black Caps, Luke Ronke. Give us a text on double eight double three if you've got any questions for Luke after their game against Pakistan. Hey, mate, it's Izzy here. I just want to ask you a question about that. You've got Lockie Ferguson, he's gone down injured. You've got Adam Milne, who can potentially come in the side. ICC rules ruled him out of that performance against Pakistan. But you also got Kyle Jamieson on the bench, and he's a big um, part player in the T20s, particularly in IPL. Would he be an option as well? Kyle Jamieson come in, Adam Milne? 
yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, we've got options here to, to look at, and he said, Mooney will be the one coming in for Lockie, so you, you've still got that out-and-out pace option, and Mooney's been, yeah. uh, been fantastic in, in what he's been doing, and, and wherever he's been around the world, so that's a massive, massive sort of plus for us to have him here and him being ready to go. Um, and then you obviously got Kazem, I mean, he's been phenomenal for us whenever he's played, so... You look at the, the options he brings us with, obviously his height and bounce, and and I guess it's just a, a completely different sort of a um, attack you put him into it as well. So there's, there's definitely options, and those are conversations that I always have. Of course, our T20 World Cup coverage is with Razine, the paint that Kiwis trust. Hey, Ronks, um, obviously today was a bit disappointing, but there's some positives to take out of it. But if you look at the rest of the tournament for you guys, you play India in Dubai, you play Scotland in Dubai. Namibia and Sharjah and Afghanistan and Abu Dhabi, you've got to go into those games with a fair amount of confidence that the conditions are going to suit you against those sides and you've got a fair chance of being able to qualify, surely. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. We're now going to go to from a surface that isn't, um, isn't a surface that we're, we're used to and we don't normally like playing on those sorts of wickets, but now we know that in Dubai, there's a bit more, bounce, a bit more pace and, and that's sort of what we enjoy and we can, um, I guess, combat when you go against an, an Indian attack, which um, is very, very good. And then everybody obviously can be a beautiful batting with them as well. So um, very confident in, in what we've got and, and what we can do going forward. And that's the whole thing. It's playing cricket our way and being positive in what we're doing and, and that's um, without a doubt how we're going to be doing it. And hey mate, Kiwis with their backs against the wall. We saw with Baz McCullum when he took went over to the IPL and got KKR to the final. They are hungry and they are a, a danger to any side. Now we've got our backs against the wall. Black Caps, they, they've lost the one. And now it's pretty much knockout crunch time. What is your mindset? What is the mindset you're going to be giving the players heading into this next performance? Uh, what are you going to be saying to the batters particularly? It's pretty much just what you said. I mean, we've been amazing for, for however long now. When the chips are down, we actually pull up and we all pull together as a team and as a unit and we do everything for each other. There's, there's no individuals looking at themselves and, and doing it for themselves. But as a unit, we know each person has a role and a, and a part to play and that's what they go out and do. And we make games, I guess, if you look on TV, people think we've got no chance and we win and we put performances out there that, it showed that the sort of fight we had in the unit, and that's, I think, one of the, the massive pluses we've got. All right, mate, that's great. What about some golf? What have you been up to outside of uh, outside of throwing balls and chatting to the batters? Have you had a chance <laughs> to be able to enjoy yourself over there? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not as much as we'd like to, but it's, uh, we, get, we get a pool session for a couple of hours a day and getting the gym fist on it soon as you know he's like Baz he runs a muck when he can do it by himself so um, a bit of that and the boys are playing a bit of there's a bit of golf going on um, and then I guess they're just doing all that you know they're doing their playstations all the jazz keeping themselves busy and VR things going on so the guys are, you can hear them laughing <laughs> and giggling down the hallways and things if they're laughing themselves so uh, guppy that'll be guppy he loves a playstation <laughs> it can be difficult though, can't it, mate? Like being locked up in those bubbles, and and you know there's enough pressure on and performance-wise anyway. But but being locked up in bubbles can be quite difficult. So I guess that's where team spirit and camaraderie comes in. 
massive. It's a it's a massive part of it because I think you you look at the from the outside you look at the the life we get to live. We're all very lucky we get to play sport for a living and and work in sport for a living. So we're certainly not not knocking that one little bit. But then when you are you get stuck in your hotel hotel floor and, and there's not much going on. You, you do you make sure that you're all all together and helping each other out and doing things to get yourself away from the cricket and stuff. Clear your mind and body, and, and then you sort of everyone relaxes, and it, and it is what makes you, you play and enjoy your cricket more as well. Beautiful, mate. Well, Ronks, we really appreciate you joining us here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast, mate, and keep the spirits of the boys high. Yeah, they put up a formidable performance today against Good Park Stan side, and cool. I'm sure mm. with the schedule to come, you guys are going to be real strong. So, all the best, mate. Pass on our best to all the lads as well. Well, no chance, Basil. Cheers, Izzy. Cheers, Luke Ronke, the batting coach for the Black Caps, obviously went down today against Pakistan, but no shame in the performance that they put up in trying conditions. We're coming up, what are we, 7.51 in the morning is on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Plenty more to come. All right, outstanding to have Luke Ronke on, the Black Caps batting coach. If you missed that, go to our podcast channels and you can catch up with what they are making of this morning's narrow defeat to Pakistan. Joe Murray talking Heartland rugby, lethal Leith Innes up in the next hour. But the Quinton de Cock story, boys, it really is one you can't misstep today. You can't look past. It is a huge story and it's going to have wide ramifications, I reckon is. Yeah, it is, mate. It is. And, and look, you can look at this two ways. You can look at this two ways. You can look at Quinton and you say, look, he's being racist. He's a racist person, blah, blah, blah. And, and there is going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be thinking this. But then you can look at it on the other side. And this is the same uh, situation that Kyrie Irving is in over in uh, Nets over there with the anti-vaccinations. This is the same situation that Colin Kaepernick was in when he took a knee uh, against the United States anthem. This goes back to players and athletes having a choice so what's happened with Quinn and de Kock? I don't know him uh, from Bar Soap, um, Baz. You'd, you'd be able to understand and talk about what he's like as a person. But from the outside looking in and, and the understanding I'm getting, the whole reason behind this is because other people are making the decisions for these players. They are making the decisions that um, these players are, have to take a knee. So he's, he's been told he has to take a knee and he's had his decision and his choice taken away from him. And then you look in the, over in the, in the Nets organisation making Kyrie Irving have to get a vaccination and, and the, the uproar from that. Kyrie Irving has already come out and said he's not an anti-vaxxer. He's, he's just gutted because people are losing their jobs because they have been forced to be vaccinated. Look, don't get me wrong. only way forward is vaccinations if we're going to have any freedom of life. But the decision has been taken away from him and the decision has been taken away from Quinton the Cock. And that's the whole thing I can understand from this. And, and there is a lot of conversations we can have from this, eh, Baz? Definitely, mate. I think it's a really polarising topic. And I honestly think, I think it's going to blow up huge in the next little while. Mm. So, what, well, I'll ask you guys, what do you think? Double eight, double three, or give us a call as well on the Kennard's Tire phone line, 0800-150-811. What is your take on the Quinton de Cock stance and his omission from the South African side overnight. Is it a racial thing or is it a freedom of speech thing? I'm not sure. I'm really not. And I'm not prepared mm. to nail my flag to the mast just yet, but you guys might. So give us a call at some stage as well. But I think this story is going to be a massive one over the next little while. Think of the history of South Africa. Think of the racial discrimination we've seen throughout their entire history. And this story, I think, is going yep. to blow up immensely. And we'll add some security risks as well, too. Who knows what is next for Quinton de Kock. But let us know 
what you think here as well on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We've got Joe Murray coming up after the break. The Swamp Foxes get up. There is the Swamp Foxes. Looking forward to that. <laughs> anyway, we're going to try and track down some cafe coffees. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Lizzie for breakfast on SENZ. It is Wednesday the 27th of October. It is just after 8 o'clock here on the Baz and Lizzie for breakfast. If you've just tuned in and you've missed the last hour, make sure you head over to the Baz and Lizzie podcast on the SENZ app and you'll listen to Luke Ronke. Luke Ronke joined us. He is the batting coach for the Black Caps and he broke down and, pre- and reviewed that performance. Black Caps unfortunately going down against Pakistan. Pakistan are red hot at the moment in the T20 uh, World Cup over in Sharjah, the UAE, and he broke that down. So make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy podcast and you'll hear the chat from Luke Ronke. Also hear the chat from Baz McCullum. We're so lucky on the SCNZ, we can break it down here without having to call anyone. Baz has been there, done that. He is a legend for New Zealand cricket, and we're so lucky to have him on breakfast show Especially with me. <laughs> I'm selfish. I'm so <laughs> lucky to have him on my show. Our show. It's good to have him, mate. You break it all down and you give us the the gravy, as we say. So thanks very much for that. Coming up anyway, we've got uh, Thames Valley, the Swamp Foxes head coach. Here's our McCafe coffee catch-up this morning. Shortly, we'll be talking to him. They're undefeated throughout the Heartland Championship. They are celebrating 100 years of Thames Valley rugby. So it'll be good to chat to Joe Murray about their season so far, and then we'll keep the theme alive, Leith Innes. Today we celebrate Leith Innes in 2012, the 2000 Guineas win on Sacred Fours. Yesterday we had Ricky May, Terry to Love. The day before we had Noel Harris on Everswindale. So we're counting down with 12, 12 days out from New Zealand Cup Week. And even though it's not the same old Cup Week you used to, and I won't be there celebrating in the stands like I was last year, it's okay. We can watch it on TV and have a wee dabble and bears. Baz has promised me, he's promised me he's going to bring a wee tip. Bring a wee tip for the Baz and Izzy show. And I know Damo out there, he'll be pumped. Damo will be pumped to hear your, your tips and your 3x3 three three basketball chat, mate. Here we go, yeah, eh? I've actually, got, I've actually got a little tip for later on. Do you want it now or do you want it later? What do you want to do? But before, actually, oh, before that, I want to read this text because you're too humble to read this. But it says... Sure, is he still got the reins and riding that breakfast team well since Baz got back? You've grown so much as a broadcast since since he was away. I could not agree more. You've been absolutely outstanding, mate, and it's oh, I'm bloody stoked. I'm oh, stoked man. for you. You've been a champion. You've been committed to this, and you're flying in your role. So wonderful, my friend. Oh, thanks, Anyway, Thank do you, you. want to? Do you want to? Watching you, you mate. Go. I'm learning from you, mate, and everyone's been good. So thanks for those kind messages. But um, we're going to get into Joe Murray soon. But should we just touch on that QDK yeah. a bit, bit more, mate? It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating topic, and I know we're going to get to Joe Murray very shortly, but do you want to have a little bit more on that, or should we, should we come back to it a little bit later? Well, I, I think I'd love to hear from, from you guys out there, really. Double eight, mm. double three. Because I think this is going to blow up worldwide. I really do. Yeah. And Sometimes when we're down in our, in our beautiful little country down at the bottom of the world, we sort of, we can be a little bit divorced from some of the things which are going on. This issue for uh, South African cricket, for South African people is going to go 
crazy, I think. So uh, I'm intrigued to hear what your guys' thoughts are on it. Um, I mean, has he has he made a, a decision which is to opt out, which is um, you know, which which he's entitled to, or is it more of a, a racial thing? I guess the interpretation um, will be will be clouded anyway because people will have their own views on it before they before they even hear what he's got to say. But it's a it's a fascinating fascinating app. Um, Thing to unfold today. Uh, what are you? What are your initial thoughts, mate? Yeah, look, I, I've got the question: How much power, or how much? Who holds the power? Here? How much power do sports organisations have over players? You saw with Colin Kaepernick, he was a, a 49ers quarterback. He got shut out from the NFL owners, and the NFL shutting him out of the competition because he took a knee. So he was one of the star players back in the NFL, and he got shut out. And he's only young; he could probably still play right now. Now you see Kyrie Irving in the Nets taking a stance and, and saying, look, we, we, we don't accept that, and he's taking a stance, so he's been shut out. And now you see the Quentin Decop with the Pro Tears, him taking a stance, and he's been shut out. So like, we're going to see more and more of this, Bears, over the next coming, coming while because if people, the freedom of choice, we keep touching on it, the freedom of choice. You know, These players have a choice, and their choices have been taken away from them, they've been made for them. So we're going to be a bit, see a bit more of a stance. So that's the question. How much power do these sports organisations have over the players? And do you have any thoughts? So give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll get back to that conversation. But right now, it's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. And the Thames Valley Swamp Foxes have been a revelation in the resumption of our beloved Heartland Championship. They are six wins from six games so far and one win from punching their ticket to the famed Meads Cup final. This week they play King Country and Te Araha, Te Aroha, I should say, sorry about that, and have no restrictions on crowds. How good is that? Joe Murray is head coach of the Swamp Foxes and he's on the line right now. Good morning, Joe. Yeah, morning, boys. How you got? Good, good, mate. How are you? You must be a pretty happy coach. Pretty happy coach at the moment. Trucking really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The results, uh, the results have been great. Um, sometimes the process is not too good to get there, but um, you know the old cliche always things to work on. But now I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Mate, well, what has it been about this year? Obviously, the disrupted season with the COVID situation and. You know, having a you know go into a wee little lockdown and come out and get stri- ripped straight into a competition and and it's both competitions brought together. Has that been quite challenging for yourself? Are you pretty happy with um, how it's all come to fruition at the moment? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a real uh, real big challenge actually. Um, it's been one of those years we've sort of talked about uh, not really wanting to. Who would have been a coach this year with uh, the way things have happened? So. <laughs> It's uh, um, yeah, we're pretty happy with uh, the way that um, that things have sort of panned out. Uh, we're really glad that we actually got to have some footy. Um, obviously, with the year before not getting anything at all, and um, boys are just really pumped to you know be back on the footy field and and um, and having some having some boots on the ground. Nice. Joe, it's uh, it's Baz here, mate. As, as a fellow coach and, and throughout these. These sort of trying COVID times. How much of your coaching has been on the tools, um, skill development coaching, and how much of has it been about just keeping a camaraderie and a cohesion amongst the group? Um, yeah, it's it's been a huge part of, of both of those, um, really. Because um, yeah, so how it worked for us was um, we have a lot of guys that come into um, our area to play to be able to 
be eligible for Heartland. It's something that we uh, make a huge point of, that you need to be in our club competition playing in the club comp so everyone knows each other and um, the community know who they're supporting and, you know, just creates a, a, a bigger atmosphere around that sort of thing. So we had a few guys, seven or eight, non uh, that would be normally starting um, that were uh, locked down due to um, in Auckland and Hamilton. <coughs> so um, it's been great to give um, guys that would have, you know, been in the emerging team and things like that um, uh, time in the... At the at the top level, so yeah, there's been a huge amount of um, of detailed skilled coaching that's that's gone into it, as well as um, a huge a huge thing that we do is is culture based, um, and we we try and create better men and try and create better environments. So it's more than just rugby for us, um, mm-hmm. and you know we we tie in with um, with Goldfield School. Um, in title, I'm not sure if, if you're um, if you've heard of that um, or aware of that, but yeah, we um, are a special needs school in, in Pyro, and um, we uh, we tie in with them each year, and we have done since 2017 um, to uh, to make it to make the boys realise you know there's more to there's more to life than just rugby being a rugby player, and there's more to um, more to it than just being yeah putting boots on the ground, and so we we tie in with them here to um, hopefully show them. It, there's uh, there's more to life than it, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a it's a big part of our the culture side of things. That is good, man. I love that. That is deep. And then what I love about that is the care, the care factor. I've been a part of some some great organisations, especially down here in Christchurch. And um, you yep. know, there is more to to life than just rugby. It's off the field. It's 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 in the community. And I love what that you're about there, mate. Where did you where'd you get your um, inspiration from f- to be able to do this? Is there any any mentors that you've been kind of learning from, Joe? Yeah, yep. So our um, the, the head coach at the time um, in 2017, when I was uh, assistant coach then, uh, Matthew Bartlett, um, he he was the main sort of drive behind it, and um, we've just you know carried it on since carrying it on since then because it's um, yeah you just you see guys that um, come in and sort of don't think about things much past putting boots on and and um, spend their nights after the game. So to see them, you know, um, <laughs> taking care of uh, or being appreciative of what we actually get to do, um, appreciate the fact that we can we can get up with no restrictions on, you know, um, health or, pers- uh, you know, um, physical attributes and go and train Tuesday, Thursdays and do what we like. Um, just makes them, you know, hopefully appreciate what we're um, what we're able to do. And yeah, Matthew Barlett, the head coach at the time, 2017 and 18 uh, and 19, sorry, was um, yeah, huge, uh, huge part of that. We're talking to Joe Murray here, the uh, Swamp Foxes head coach. Six from six, they're red hot in the Heartland Championship, mate. Sounds like you're on the farm. Is that right? Yeah, I am. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. When I was told it would be about 20 to 8, I was like, oh, yeah, I can make that work. But then it got shifted to a bit later. So I'm, I'm out here shifting cattle. And, um, yeah, sorry. Oh, that's, I thought you could hear no, in the background. Brilliant. Well, that's brilliant because yeah, that's actually it. where I was going to go because, to me, it sounds like you guys have got your, as you say, your, your, your feet firmly on the ground. And is that the real sort of the Kiwiana, the real sort of um, hard-working number eight wire kind of uh, nature of us is that what you guys are trying to bring about with the boys too yeah definitely um you know we've 
we've all got, um, you know, we're not professional guys and we're not paid the big bucks. So we, there's a um, there's a realisation that, you know, we do it for the love as well. So uh, we go to our nine to fives each day and then go to training. And um, just for us, I guess, as coaches, it's about trying to get that mix of wanting to be as professional as we can, but realising that, you know, we do it for the love and we do it for the camaraderie and, and we do it for um, the fact that, you know, yeah, we just love the game and we love playing code and so we um yeah, we can't shy away from the fact that we have to we have to work, you know, it's part of our policies is um uh family work and then rugby. But obviously to be successful we need to make sacrifices um where we can. But uh yeah, family and work come first. Nice, mate. I've, well, I've, I've currently just bought six cows. Don't ask me what they are. Don't ask me what they are. You've got a few cows mooing in the background there, man. Have you got any tips for me? What's your number one tip for these looking after these cows or cattle? These uh, cows are women, aren't they? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no real tips, mate, but um, oh, you have less, you can do them better. So make sure you haven't uh, oh. overpopulated the place. Yeah, I've got 10 acres, and uh, I did overpopulate my last ones because I didn't get enough money for them. I had 12 on 10 acres. Way too many. Now I've got six, and I've got a lot of you pasture might, yeah. out there, so it's all about pasture yeah. management, isn't it? You might, yeah, and you might need a, maybe a better agent or something, you know? I'll look at a livestock manager. Give well, me a, give me a call, mate. Off here. Give me a call off here. I had Luke Romano, bud. I had Luke Romano. Oh. I've sacked him. He's gone. He's gone, yeah. mate. Oh, yeah. Got rid of yeah. him because he got me some His ducks. Trades. They don't grow fast enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, all right. What about oh, enough, of the, enough of the the country clueless <laughs> from us? What um, what about a player that we can we can watch out for, mate? A, a player or two that we, we can keep an eye on who you think deserves a crack at a higher grade at some stage in the future. Throw one out there for us. Um, throw one out there? Yeah. We've got a, we've got a couple of guys... A um, couple of guys actually. The um, our uh, our midfielder um, Harry Lafatu and I. Um, he's he's uh, he's Samoan, not Scandinavian. Is is uh, one of the uh, West Coast commentators thought. Um, it's quite but, a difference. Uh, his complexion gives him away. The complexion makes it a bit hard because he's um, he's a ginger. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you don't think um, you don't think Samoan uh, when you see him, um, but uh, yeah. yeah, he's um, yeah he's got real real good skills, and uh, we've got a couple of up and coming props, and um, Trinity McQueen and Tahuia Kutia, both twenty years of age and um, twenty and twenty and twenty one years of age, and um, and yeah, really footing it with the big guys. Awesome. Um, so nice. yeah couple of good boys to um, awesome, keep an eye on for the front row stocks. All right, mate. That's awesome. We'll look out for them. We'll look out for those players. But yeah. thanks so much for that gravy here. Um, just before we let you go, one more question. How happy have you been with the Heartland Championship? The exposure it's been getting for the last year, it's been it's been great. And have you, have you reached out to maybe some old All Blacks to come and put the boots on for you, boys? Yeah. <laughs> During lockdown, we actually, with, with the lockdown crisis and things that happened, um, yeah, we actually had to, but a couple of had surgery and weren't able to weren't able to front. And then um, we see Jose's managed to get himself, and 
and Nunu, and uh, obviously Sam ran, had ran around for King Country, so I'm going to have to talk to Dwayne Sweeney and see if he can um, rattle his dags and Ooh. see what we can get floating around. <laughs> oh, nice. Sweeney. Yeah. Oh, Sweeney, mate. He'll Swain's, great yeah, still got it. He's too busy doing yeah, podcasts. Does. Well, he was, he was, <laughs> he's actually been our skills technician, which has been awesome. Um, having him on board, he was meant to play this year, but he snapped his bicep. Um, and uh, but he's been involved with us since, um, well, for the last sort of six, six or so weeks now, which um, which has been great. So yeah, we were giving him a bit of giving a bit of giving him a bit of crap when all these other All Blacks started turning out for the other teams, and say, come on, mate. Start pulling some strings, would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a good yeah. man. He's a good man, it, mate. Hey. It, he's a good man. Yeah, yeah, he's a good man. Hey, bro, I uh, really appreciate your time. Joe Murray is the head coach of the Swamp Foxes, Thames Valley. Congratulations on the 100 years of Thames Valley rugby as well, mate. Thanks very much, and go well this weekend against King Country. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Hey, can kettle. I just say... Um, yeah. Can I just say this this week we've got our um, charity jerseys um, going for oh, yep. the um, the the um, Goldfield School. So each year we do it, we play in them, and then we auction them off afterwards. So yeah, if um, all open crowd. So if you're around that area listening, or if you can look on uh, get online, we'll also be doing the online auction as well. Perfect. Where's that online auction, bud? Where can they get that? Uh, there'll be that'll be put out. Yeah, on our on our Teams Valley page, yeah. We'll throw it up on our yeah, stuff as well, eh? We'll, on we'll throw it up on the Twitter. Breakfast stuff. Yeah, that's all right. Nah, yeah. Awesome. Nice, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers, boys. Thank you. There you go. How good, eh? Jay Gee, those cows are still the cattle was... <laughs> 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 That's not nice, cows. Though. Are you hungry, cows? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize, cows. Whatever. Oh, no, they're cattle because they're probably boys and girls. I've got to learn. I've got to learn. Anyway, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And it is 26 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, I love Heartland. There's nothing more Heartland than a cow or a, a coach <laughs> moving his cattle on his farm. If you missed that with Joe Murray, it's their 100th year. They've got their charity, um, their jersey coming up for auction this week. Go and have a listen to our podcast. And, yeah, a great Heartland man and a great Heartland chat. Right now he is a great punting man, and he's always a great chat. It's time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB. TAB app today. It is the party for Moate. Morning, Paul. Yeah, morning, boys. How, uh, how's everyone? Good, Good, Paulie. Good, Paulie. What do you got for us today, Paulie? Uh, well, we're right in the middle of sort of American sport uh, where everything's going on. The uh, MLB have reached the World Series stage of their competition, Game 1 today, uh, where the Houston Astros take on the Atlanta Braves. We've already seen some significant money come uh, for the Houston Astros to win this one. Uh, I thought the Braves were very, very impressive knocking out uh, the LA Dodgers uh, in the National League. So I don't actually mind the look of them. Uh, And the basketball side of things, what have we got? We've got a same-game claim uh, promotion on the New York-Philadelphia game this afternoon and the Utah-Denver game this afternoon. Just place a three or more league same-game multi uh, and get a refund up to $50 as a bonus bet mm. if you lose by one leg. Uh, 
Uh, once again, just head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's for that promotion. Nice. Beautiful. Nice, Paulie. What about a song or something? Have you got anything humorous? We've sort of come to know and love that this is one of our favourite times of the, of the morning. So we appreciate we appreciate the serious stuff, but we more appreciate the other stuff. Well, it's serious because they're right in the middle of, um, I guess, the, the sort of the, the racing uh, sort of tornado. I guess, you know, it's all happening. We've got... The uh, VRC Derby coming up. We're less than a week away from the Melbourne Cup. Uh, and I'm just looking at the uh, where are the Victoria Derby final field market at the moment. Uh, and there's a there's a couple of Kiwis in a big, big chance here. I forgot you trained by uh, Trent Bussenden and Natalie Young, the favourite at $3.50. And, of course, uh, Tony Pike and Tutu Kaka uh, at $8 on the second line of betting. So... Uh, big chances for the Kiwis this Saturday at Flemington. Hey, hey, hey. Paul, you've jumped yeah. straight past the Golden Eagle, mate. You've jumped straight <laughs> over the Golden Eagle, and that's on this weekend too. And you've, you haven't even mentioned the beautiful uh, tissue. Look, I'm not going to mention it this week because we know what happened last time. I pumped its tyres <laughs> up all week. But a tissue, a tissue is paying $21, mate. Good bet, trust me. Oh, here we go. And don't forget, Aegon's in there as well at $17. Unfortunately, drawing the car. Nah, it's drawing number right 20, the... mate. It's drawing 20. It's way out. It's gone. <laughs> no, I'm uh, at the top of the market, though, I'm thunderstruck at $4.50 good horse. in private eye. Wins. 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 Yeah. Wins. I'm thunderstruck. Uh, we, a good we, bet. Are we going to see that in the ECNZ showdown tip for the breakfast show? Well, Baz is back, so he's going to have to have a big part to play, but we'll have a little um, conference call later on. We take it seriously, Paul. Don't think we don't. And you know mm. we've been there or thereabouts as well. You, I'm not going to say you're getting lucky, but... Mm. but well, <laughs> you do know that the Shark was the most successful tipster last weekend with his three-leg oh, multi. About time. All right, now I know you have having a laugh. Baz is back. Baz is back. Righto, thanks, Paulie. There's promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Paulie Mwati, how much do we love him? Anyway, (laughs) next is Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock this morning. Live sport galore, of course, our cricket coverage with Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott with Razine Paints, our most trusted paints for the last 10 years. How great was that to have some live sport to roll off the back of? And, yeah, maybe not the result the Black Caps were after, but they will build nicely from here. Because of the late start, um, we haven't had heaps of you on the Kenatai phone line, but we'd love to get you in. So 0800 150 Make sure you give us a call. Not just today, but for the rest of the week as well. It is an All Blacks Test Week, so no doubt we will be digging into that. And the Black Ferns play their 100th test ever this weekend as well against England. So we will be getting into that as the week progresses. Only two days after this. Right now, boys, it's time for a Love Racing.NZ update because... Well, we missed it in the first hour. And uh, with Love Racing.NZ, that's where you get your form, your analysis... All of those goodies, so go ahead and have a look. They're racing in Gore down south today, Gore, all the way down south. So you might want to go and have a look there at tab.co.nz. But Izzy, you're right. The Golden Eagle is this weekend. Just a cool 7.5 milli rack. 
just a just a just a small <laughs> seven and a half milli rack. It's yeah. that IPL rupee rack. Um, <laughs> the, it, it's yeah, it's um, it's worth a pretty penny. Actually, how much would some? that how much would that isolation hotel be worth at the moment? So Peter Valor, Stephen Fleming. Gee, at, you guys have really got to become <laughs> quite the pair since I've been away, haven't you? Eh? Just ganging up on me. <laughs> Do your racing chat and then let us get on with it. <laughs> Surviving packs, mate. Surviving packs. Um, Golden Eagle, right. The barrier draw, you're right. Aegon, drawn the car park. Can't catch a break this preparation, can it? 20. Private Eye, another very nice type for Joseph Pride and Cash Rowilla. 17. I'm Thunderstruck. Huey Bowman gets the ride. I think it's the best horse in the race. I think it, the, the, it should have had two back-to-back group ones. Um, got its group one in the Turak, though. It was a great bet that day. And I think the $4.50 you're getting, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good here. And, of course, um, a tissue. There's no way she's out of this. There's no way, indeed. She has drawn barrier 18, <laughs> though. Is he 18? Speaking of a horse. That's all part of the plan, bud. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all part of the plan, mate. She led all the way in the Epsom, so she was up the front. Yeah. She doesn't like that. She likes coming from behind. Yep. That's a bit duck, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> You're spot on, though. She does like race. <laughs> she likes racing off yeah. the pace. Yeah. Yes, Definitely. that's it. So they're going to yep. watch her. They're going to race her off the pace, and then she's going to steam home. Was it Private Eye that won the Epsom, eh? Yep, Private Eye. Yep. Yep. So like Private Eye, mate, on the outside, coming late. Over bang. top of them. Bang. So, right over the top over of them. them. Yep. Chautauqua-like. Yep, there you go. A tissue. Um, Glenn Schofield is going to do the riding there at the lightweight that she will get. Um, the Golden Eagle. What a race. That's this weekend. It's the Derby this weekend as well. And Bears, the Derby is the, well, it's the weekend. It's the racing It's the, the racing fans' day of days, isn't it? It's um, it's a great card. They have Group 1s galore. The Empire Rose will have Kiwis in that. Carmelas and Amaralina, most likely. It's a great weekend this weekend. Rolling into next Tuesday, boys and Bears. You better be having a champagne breakfast in isolation. Well, providing someone comes and drops, drops some off to me, yeah, I'll be ready to roll. I'll, I'm obviously... Can't go out and go and find a, a place to have a beer with or a champagne with anyone else, so I'll do it on my own in here, but that's okay. Derby day, you are spot on. The black and white day for uh, for all the girls that get dressed up, all the boys get their their suits on, and what is there, eight group ones or something on the day normally, or six group ones Six on or day. seven, it's yeah, just, huge. It's the most insane day of racing, so a huge sad day, huge, huge Tuesday. I know today's only Wednesday, but I think I've got a little quick tip for us before we have to get off. Okay. Yes. All right. Bendigo. Bendigo. Okay. Race one yeah, hold up. over the 1,400 mm-hmm. metres on debut against the tried horses. There is a son of striker who has drawn the five, and it has been ridden by Jake Noonan. Is it a horse called the Honourable One? Trialled up against Group Company um, last trial. Stuck with the older horses. And it was at eighteen dollars. It is now into twelve dollars. So I've got a little bit oh, of the each wow. way. I think it's worth a. I think it's worth an each way punt. Twelve dollars and two ninety, something along those lines. The honourable one, race that. one, at Bendigo. There you go, is. Don't say I'm not good to you. Ne- always on the nose, bears. Never on the tail. <laughs> right on the nostrils. How good. Uh, well, we can talk about oh, on the nose. Those and tips. <laughs> We can talk about on the nose in a minute because we've got one of the best jockeys in New Zealand who's going to talk to us about his incredible performance in the 2000 Guineas way back in 
well, a few years ago. It's Leith Innes and his win on Sacred Falls. He's coming up after this. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Stars of the turf. But it's up on Tiak, our shark. Champions of the track. He's the best in the land. Sunday's son won it. The best to ever pace. And once again, Lazarus has arisen. And the calls will never forget. He's an equine masterpiece. He's fearless. This is Baz and Izzy's New Zealand Cup Week Countdown. Yes, 12. Leith Innes, the 2012-2000 Guineas win for Sacred Falls. It is our Cup Week countdown, and we are number 12. Here we go. We went on to become a stallion with progeny winning black tight races for fun, even still today. And for Sacred Falls, it was his 2000 Guineas win in 2012, which set him up for his exploits in Australia and then an ongoing career at Waikato Stud. Sacred Falls has got a fight on his hands here. It's from the filly Oasis Rose. Warhorse is running third. Sacred Falls just in front. Oasis Rose is brave. Warhorse kicking the inside. Sacred Falls just in front. And it's the Super Six for Sacred Falls. Beat Oasis Rose and Warhorse. Oh, what a horse he was. The son of O'Reilly. Leith Innes had the pleasure of partnering him that day back in Christchurch and went on to see his Group 1 success in the 2000 Guineas. Um, Leith Innes is on the phone with us this morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Good morning, Lethal. Morning, mate. How are things? Excellent, thank you. Well, better better now we've got you on the phone to talk us through what was one of my favourite horses and and just a, a, a breed, well, obviously by the son of, his son of O'Reilly and now what he's done since he's unfortunately passed on. He was just an absolute superstar. He must have been some cult to ride. Yeah, he was, mate. Um, he's just one of those horses that you, know, you can put him anywhere um, and you just knew that he was going to get the job done for you. Mate, well, it was, uh, what race was it where he actually stumbled at the start and then picked himself yeah, up? Yeah, that was in the, um, the Hawks Bay Guineas and he missed the kick by about six lengths and uh, it was quite unreal, really, to see the race. Like I, I was never sort of worried. Even so, It just gave you that sort of feel that you, you knew where the post was and, you know, you just have so much faith in it when you're riding a top-class horse like him. I guess uh, in the industry, everyone talks about the will to win and, and the turn of foot. He had both, and, and that day he, he showed it, and again he showed it in the 2000 guineas. Yeah, that was a pretty strong win as well. He's, I think he was only paying about $1.50, $1.60, and uh, oh, to be fair, I probably should have rode him like a motorbike. <laughs> it wasn't a good ride, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can do that when you've got a bit of confidence in them. <laughs> <laughs> Smitty's listening on in the background as well, and I know how good of friends you are with Smitty, so he was shaking his head when you said that it wasn't it wasn't that good a ride. <laughs> He's a bit tough. He might be saving Smitty, a bit of yeah. He might be saving a bit of main not back in me at the moment. It's probably quite good. My phone's <laughs> been dead anyway, so it's not so bad. <laughs> oh. Oh, he is. No, he's not saying, mate. He's been back in Coolside, man. Hey, mate, it's Izzy here. I want to ask you about. Um, I want to ask you about when you ride. You spoke about riding a special horse. What is it when you know a horse is, is special when you're riding it? What does that feeling feel like, or what does it look like? Oh, it's, you know what it's like, mate. It's like game day. You're sort of a little bit nervous at the same time. You you get confidence from the horse, and uh, yeah. it's just it, it makes things easier. Like. Uh, you go through the race and you think, oh, shit, 
things, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. But at the end of the day, you know your horse is so good, and it's yeah. it's it, it makes it easier, you know. Like it's um, all you have to do is just steer them in a proper proper line and make sure you don't get knocked over, and the horse will do the rest. Nice, man. And how special was it winning the two thousand guineas on Aegon, son of Sacred Falls, last year? Yeah, it was pretty good, eh? Like, um, he was going into races favourite as well, and um, we didn't have a, a, a good run. He jumped down a bit slow, and things didn't really go to plan, but from the top of the straight, he just had to weave a bit of a path, and he only got there by a short margin, but I was sort of always sort of confident that he was going to go close to winning anyway, so it was... It, it sounds not cocky, but it, it's it's... If you know your horse well and you steer them properly, it makes things a bit easier. Mate, just a tremendous loss to the industry, wasn't he? Sacred Falls, since he's passed away, he's just been dominant at stud, and his progeny are starting to just really boom. Such a loss, wasn't it? Yeah, it's terrible, mate. And, uh, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to get a, a service fee every year, so it just, uh, yeah, just rubs salt in it when you see them winning everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I had a share. I had a share in him as well, actually. But I, I, I bought mine. You worked hard for yours. So there's a bit of a difference. But <laughs> mate, what, what about some of um, what about some of uh, well, what you're up to at the moment, and some of some of the horses that you're riding at this current stage? Anything that we should be really keeping an eye out for? Well, mate, I'm like you. I'm sort of in, in Auckland lockdown at the moment. So um, look, I've been going to the uh, Cracker Farm for Brendan and Joe Lindsay. So, um, look, your team's going really well. But um, I'm not sure what to do yet. I'm sort of maybe relocate to Waikato. Um, they put on a, a racing meeting at Pocatelli on the 11th of November. So, yeah, I'm just in a bit of a uh, crossroads with what to do at the moment. Yeah, it's not easy. It's, mm, it's pretty frustrating times. Pretty frustrating times for you up in Auckland, all you Aucklanders, mate. But I want to ask you about Aegon. Aegon's racing in the Golden Eagle. It's been drawn wide. What's Aegon's chances going into the Golden Eagle? Yeah, hey, he trolled up really good the other day. And um, look, if you take the last start, he, his form's pretty strong. Um, he is drawn out a bit wide, but hopefully they get a bit of rain over there and it might just sort of even things up a bit. But um if you take sort of I'm thunderstruck out, private eye, the rest of them and the race is up to beat them in for sure. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, mate. What about the Guineas uh, favourite down the two thousand Guineas favourite down down Christchurch? What are we thinking? Oh, I, I think the way Tiago Source Movia won the other day, I think he's just peaking at the right time. Um and I'd say Tony Pike's free there you go. There we are, sorry. I think both of them would be pretty hard to roll. Beautiful. All right, Lethal, we'll, we'll let you go, but we appreciate you um, being able to come on and, and reminisce with us a little bit about Sacred Falls' journey and, and your part that you played in it, mate. We wish you all the best for your next little while. Hopefully, if you do get the opportunity to relocate, then, then you come into a boom period of, uh, of form as well, and we appreciate you joining us on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Cheers, mate. How's the room service going there? Mate. Mate. Yeah. You, got any, you got any way of dropping anything off to a brother here and, and the Sudima out by the airport? Yeah. No worries, mate. I'll deliver some green grenades, eh? No problem. Oh, that a boy. Thank you, my friend. Cheers, Lethal. Cheers, mate. Oh, See you, mate. So good. See you, mate. See you, Lee. That was Lethal.
Lee Thinnis, absolute champion. We are obviously counting down to the New Zealand Cup week, and that was 2012. Success of Sacred Falls in the 2000 Guineas. We're coming up 8.50 in the morning. On the other side, we have Sleep On It with the Doyen N. Smith. This is Baz Nizzi for breakfast on SNZ.